Yeah, what's up? What's going on? You already know my creators. This is another edition of Cuts Podcast. You know what the cuts stand for? Culture, urban, technology, and sports. Definitely my creators. This is episode 91. Episode 90, I had the mog- the vent mogul vet, the media personality, V. Henny. Now I got another, another, another beast here on this couch. Ain't no therapy, but we're going we gonna to definitely chop it up. And everything like that. And, you know, we're going to get right into it. Story time, my creatives. You know how we doing this. Real talk, this is the first time I'm ever meeting this young man. You know what I'm saying? Or man, rather. You know what I'm saying? Either one. You know what I mean? Um, definitely, I know how it is with social media and everything like that. You know, you get hit up. You know, you get hit up here and there. You know, this, this man came with it with, with, with the seriousness. It was like, yo, you know, what's up with the interview? I'm, I'm in New York from the 7th to the 14th. I was like, damn, you you, you, you getting us quick. Shout out to Green Boot Productions, the producer, Wade. I had a Wade ASAP. This is during our um, production meeting, you know what I'm saying? So during production meeting, I got him on speakerphone. I'm like, yo, bro, what, ah, 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 what can you do for us? Ah, 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 what's going on? We know you, know you, we know you want a promo run and stuff. And he was like, yo, listen, man. Listen, whatever y'all need, whatever, we going to do it. I was like, all right. He, he gave me the rundown. I'm blessed. That he had cuts be within the promo run. Nonetheless, I got MPR Richie Rich, Detroit's own in the building, son. Let's go. What's Y'all good, know King? What it is, man. What's good, MPR, God? What's Richie going on? Rich. Huh? The GOAT, the one and only, man. Y'all yo, gotta know that. Guy, man, yeah. off the rip, son. Like, yo, shout out to my homie Hip Hop Gamer. You know what I'm Shout saying? Out, I, I saw I saw his story and I seen you light the stage up at the April Fool's event at the Barclays. I was like, yo, because yes, real talk, you know, really to be honest, my creatives, you know what I'm saying? This is my like I said, it's the first time I'm knowing of him. You know what I'm saying? I, and keep it a buck. It's not to say that I'm not tapping in into the hip hop scene or music scene or anything like that because y'all know my creatives. Also, A and R Worldwide Sound Records. Shout out to Worldwide Sound Records. Shout out to my business partner DJ Chase and everything. Like. It's so much of an abundance of artists. It is. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm like I said, once again, always honored and, and blessed that you hit me up and stuff like that. And not to go against your craft, you know, I really did the quick read up and rundown and everything like that. Yo, son, like, wh- what's the good? What's the daily, man? Like, what's the new? What, what do you hear from you? I mean, we know about New York and everything like that. I mean, that's yeah. just whatever. But what is the main emphasis of you being here, man? Real rap. Because you yeah. could have went anywhere, but you here in New York. Nah, I had to come to New York because it's like you tap in with the world, man. You tap in with different avenues and different sectors of the world because it makes sense. Like, I done been to L.A., did press runs. I done been to Miami, Texas. New, now I'm in New York. I'm out of Atlanta. I'm from Detroit. Like, I had to come tap in because you got to know New York is a gatehole of the industry. And if you don't know, now you know. That you got to tap in with New York if you're doing this. Like, New York got its own thing. And if you're not tapping in with them, how they going to tap in with you? And you got to move like that. Nah, that's what's up, man. I'm definitely glad you you touched on that. You, you're speaking on that because the one thing I've always told people when it comes to when you come into this creative space, you know what I mean? That you got to know your markets, number one. You got to know the levels of the business. You got to know the waves of what's happening and how everything comes about. And definitely, like I said, what I read up on you, man, just like, wow, I'm, I'm be like, yo, how is he doing all this, man? We're going to definitely break that down <laughs> in the packets and everything. Like, no, seriously, all jokes yeah. aside, because, yo, 
I'll, I'll definitely get right into it, man. Like, take us into your mailman project, right? Yeah. Because you got, you got, you got okay. three, you got three parts of that. So, yeah. and I seen who your influences are, but I didn't see one in there. So I want to add, I want to get right to it. Was Little Wayne Carter series a, a major influence of you doing the mailman series? Take us into no, that, man. Nah, no cap. It definitely was, man. Okay. Like, okay. Carter, that did something different to me as okay. a young man coming up watching it happen. You feel me? Because when the first Carter hit, it was iconic. That's a classic album. By fall. You know, it's just like when uh, College Dropout, classic album. You know, when Get Rich or Die Trying, classic album. Them albums changed the culture. But Wayne, he followed up with classics after classic after classic. It was like, come on now, you would be crazy to say that you don't understand what Wayne was doing and when he was doing it and why he was doing it because he knew what was happening. Mmm. you hear that? Yo, that, yo, don't you love, yo, Rucker, it's real talk, yo. Don't you love when, 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 get, when we get into it with the artists just to like really break down of their projects and everything like that? I'm definitely glad you touched on that. And also, too, being from Detroit, man, I know, I know to you in a sense, there has to be immense pressure based upon the music capital that it is, based on the MCs, the R&B singers, the jazz players, the rock and roll players, shit, even sports-wise to a degree, you know what I'm saying? Take us into, like, what you feel. I want my crowd, we reach out to my, what you feel to follow up on that and as well as to continue with the legacy of your legendary town. Nah, and that's, one of the things where you get me applying the pressure that I'm applying because the shoe is already so big. Mm. How do I fill the <laughs> shoe in 2022? Right. I got to go so hard that they not only remember them, but I'm a reflection of them. So they got to remember me through them as well. And to the younger generation, they going to know me. But to the older generation, they're going to know them. But then they got to know me because I'm a reflection of them. Mm. And when you're trying to live up to something that was so great, you're talking about the Motor City. You're talking about Motown. Yeah, Motown. You're talking about Yo. something that iconically changed the culture in a whole. When they was moving and shaking, mm-hmm. wasn't nothing moving and shaking. Right. And y'all got to know that it is so much legendary stuff coming out of Detroit that it's a big shoe for any of us. And now we're watching Detroit catch another wave right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. But you got to imagine when I left Detroit and went to Atlanta, it wasn't a wave in Detroit. You right. had one artist pop out here and there, boom, boom, bam, the Big Shines, then the T Grizzlies, mm-hmm. you know, the Cash Dollars, all of these little different names, the Days Loves. We got Ooh. ones of ones, but iconically, yeah, a Motown wave, me. they have 15 Yo. coming out at the same time. Now you look at Detroit today, mm-hmm. you got 15 artists. It's three, four, five of them on a double XL right now. Facts. Like as the freshman Super fast. So it's, it's pressure right now. So I created my own wave in my own lane just because I said, how do I do it differently? And it wasn't nothing coming out the city like that then. Right. So that's why I went to Atlanta and I said, I'm going to make wave somewhere and bring it back to the city so that's what i'm doing i'm just making myself stand out and let people know what it is and i'm fully truly independent so when you talk about somebody independent moving the way i move 
you got to know that's different. And everybody's not doing that. You talking yeah. about an artist that's independent. When it's thousands, it's hundreds of thousands of artists, but it's thousands of artists that's lit in New York, and they not touching the Barclays Center. But mm. we performing at the Barclays, nice. and I'm from Detroit, based out of Atlanta, mm-hmm. in New York. And y'all know how New York moves. Mm-hmm. Nobody moves, nobody get hurt mm-hmm. mentality. You feel me? So y'all got to know what's going on. Yeah, and let's, let's stay on that. Like, I want you to take my creatives into your transition from Detroit to Atlanta. Like, let them know what were you feeling, what were the risks, what were the rewards, and also, too, what was the, the tribulation that you took from it, from making that transition? Because it's like you said, you just said it. You know, Detroit's a legendary town, and right. Atlanta is become, not saying it's not legendary, it is, it's historic. Yeah. But as far as legendary, in a sense, it's getting to that. Because if you weigh the apples and oranges between both towns, right? You know, not for nothing, I know probably that's going to start something. Even though, uh, what's her name? Uh, <laughs> definitely going to start something. started some shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So let's she started some shit. So might as well add fire to it, right? Yeah. Because Detroit, as you was mentioning, definitely super legendary. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It'd be, it'd be freaking hard to, like, come up with a debate. And, and, and touching that. So with you already knowing what you know, it's kind of like almost like, how can I put it in a video game stance? Like like Ryu with Street Fighter, right? Exactly. In a sense, right? Because every time he he left a country, he went to go fight the best fighter. Exactly. So with you already coming from the legendary Detroit, Motown, <laughs> Motor City, you, you know what I'm saying? Right. And 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 with the ascension of Atlanta, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like was it ever? Was it ever kind of like a, hmm, you know, like did you have those moments, or was it just yo, f that? I'm from the Motor City. Y'all feeling this, and that's it. Like, take us into that, man. Nah, when I was leaving Detroit, I had the whole plan and vision of taking it to another level. Because at the end of the day, although Detroit is legendary, boom. But who having a wave at that current moment when I came? to Atlanta, Atlanta running the market. So I'm like, let me go get with the crowd and figure out how to really move and to move properly because I was independent still. So I'm like, yo, I need to move with the movers and shakers. I need to go where the gates is open to an independent artist moving and shaking in this industry. So it's like, hey, let's go to Atlanta. Let's fill it out. Let's see what they talking about. Let's see what they doing. And to be honest, like, I got in the ring with everybody because I went to the Metropolitan Lost. And for those that don't know about the Metropolitan Lost, mm-hmm. in Atlanta, that's the mecca for music. You talking about the Drakes, the Meek Mills, the Kanye's, the whoever, who, the Migos, the Futures. Everybody comes to the Metropolitan Lost because that's the recording studios where everything is happening at. Right. Now it's changed again because they just sold the building and whole bunch of things is shifting. But that was, when you talk about coming to Atlanta, you going to the Metropolitan Lofts because that's where everything was moving and shaking from. You're going to know every event. You're going to know every celebrity. You're going to know everything that's going. Like, that's the tap-in area. So when I get there, I taps in with everybody. Boom, boom, boom. Like, I think I probably probably was there a week, and I tapped in with uh, Pimpin' from the Franchise Boys. Wow. And he blessed me with a track a week after being there. Like, Chris, did you hear that? This is what I'm trying to tell people. Like, if you got something going on, you go tap in and they're going to reciprocate your energy. They're going to give you what you're giving them. I came there eager, hungry, ready to work, ready to get in that ball game. And 
it, I can't say it was more than a week, bro. And he blessed me with a track, and it's like, dang, you gotta imagine. I grew up watching right. them boys. I grew right. up right. with my white tee. You know what I'm saying? I grew up snapping and doing all that. But <laughs> it was like when I got there, I was on that mentality. I'm like, yo, this is what I'm trying to do. And they moving and shaking with me, like, yo, come on, you good. Like, let's work. And that's how it happened. And I just started from there and I kept going and never stopped. Like, I learned so much stuff from marketing, promotions, how to guerrilla market, how to plaster billboards and wrap vans and just go crazy. Just take it to a whole nother level that you kind of undeniable. When they see five vans running down the street with your picture wrapped on it, a box truck, a goddamn uh, party bus, all this rap, you looking like you... Bigger than the celebrities, because the celebrities not even doing that because they really can't do that because they got too much going on that they can't be seen in everywhere and everything. But as an indie, it was like, I'm trying to prove myself. So I'm looking bigger than them because I'm moving with five, six vehicles, 10 people in each one, riding down the streets. You feel me? Jumping out, promoting, marketing, passing out. We rent, we went in and that's how we came in the game. Oh my God. You're my creators. My creators, if that is not ascension in its finest outright, I, I I just don't know. I just don't know what is, son. I just don't know what is. Definitely, I want to definitely touch on this with you, man. Um, definitely as of late, what I'm starting to notice within the hip-hop culture, I want to say within the last, let's say maybe 10 years, let's say last okay. decade, fatherhood with, amongst the male artists is being pushed heavy in a heavy sense. Thanks. And definitely reading on your bio, you definitely expressed that heavy within, within your bio about how you, you cherish and you're prideful of being a father and with your family and everything. Take us into what do you feel you wanted that to be allowed versus the clout in a sense. Not saying you're chasing the clout so that, you know, to join everybody or whatever thereof, but what do you, in your heart of hearts, how are you separating yourself? To really put a stamp on it, like, yo, listen, I'm really a father out here, and I'm and I'm rapping. Take us into that, man. Nah, and that's a big step to take y'all into, because y'all got to look at what the industry tries to push is the single person that's free for all, ready for whatever, especially as a male artist or a female. They want you to be sex appeal to anybody and have everybody feel as if they can attach to you, because mm. that sells. Right. But- at the same token, it's like, I know what I was built on. I know what I was coming from. I know where I was at in life. So I had to show people like, yo, you can do this with a family. You can do this with your people. You can do this with your situation, being that you're a father, being that you're a husband. You can do this with those key elements because a lot of the guys not even understanding those key elements is what got me here because it made me so much stronger. Because that backbone is way stronger because if I ever get jammed up, if I ever get in something that I don't need to be in, who can I call on? And I had to remember that because I've been in a situation where I couldn't call on nobody. I had all my boys around me. I had all the homies and the partners, in it, but they ain't the ones that you can call on when it gets rough. They not the ones that's going to hold you down when it gets rough. But your family, your kids, your wife. Your backbone, that's what's going to hold you down. Because that's mm. who you're going to call when something's going down and you need to get out of it. Right. You're going to make that call. And it ain't your partner because he's going to tell you, oh, I just spent it on 
some new shoes or, oh, I just put a motor in my car. He going to make an excuse before she ever will. And that's where I had to separate the energy and understand, like, no, nah, I'm going to move with my family and I'm going to show the world that I move with my family and I'm going to show the world that this is what it is because I learned my lesson and I understand what's going on. Ooh! Damn, my creators. I swear to, hey, I swear to you. <laughs> yo, I this podcast, y'all don't understand, yo. Because real talk, because look, I, I, I honor men like him. You know what I'm saying? I cherish and I envy men like him because I'm not on that level yet. You know, definitely eventually soon. Uh, in that it's sense, coming. but I always love it when you know men in this industry break the taboo. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because because real talk, I mean, it, it's nothing wrong. It doesn't take away from the artist per se. You know what I'm saying? And, and and definitely as a man and as a family man and, and as well as with your wife who was in the background, shout outs to her. Amazing. You know what I'm saying? What she's doing with you and everything with the brand. But the fact that y'all two, you know, coexist, the fact that y'all together, the fact that y'all understand what's the bigger prize, you know what I'm saying, for your family and for your 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 children, your offspring, your legacy, to exactly. see what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like so dope, man. Real talk. Let's let's still stay on that. Like with your wife, right? Now Talk to me. I, I wanna know. I wanna we keep let's keep it a buck. What <laughs> is the percentage of no's to yes when it comes to to, to your movement? Real talk. What is the percentage? I gotta know. That Cause, she, cause she agrees to? Yeah, yeah. Like cause not to cut you off though, because before we recorded, you know what I'm saying, she was definitely letting you know of all her titles. She's like assistant, manager. Everything producer, yeah. whatever, whatever the case. Ghost whatever. rider, ghost rider. Oh, oh, she, <laughs> oh, she, oh, she, oh, she be smitten too. She be smitten too. Let me find out. Look, what? Look. What? <laughs> she be smitten too, son. Hold Let's on. go. Oh, hold on. We gotta add on to that question now. Hold oh on. no! I made, I made battles. Look, keep it a buck. I made Look. battles. I made hey, battles. She got Did them all. battle over the dishes. Come on, Did y'all battle over the dishes, we son? Keep it up, over the butt. dishes. We <laughs> battle over the clothes. We battle over the socks. Come on, now. It's like that. <laughs> nah, we, but, that's what, but real talk, what's the over-under that, that she's told you no versus yes? Like, real talk. A lot of the time she tell me yes. The only real reason why she would say no is because she feel energy is off. Okay. If she feels something ain't right or something don't make sense, mm-hmm. she'll question it. But she might not say no. But I know if she questioning something, that's like, ah, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe we should miss that one and, and come back around the corner when it's the right time. Because a lot of the times, what I can't see, she going to always see. Because mm. I'm focused on my laser vision and my tunnel vision right. for my career. So I'm thinking and taking on any and every opportunity when she going to come back and be like, mm, that might not make sense. That might not add to your value versus take away from it. Mm. And that's where it comes in. And who else would do that better? Could somebody off the street do that better for me that was just managing me? Could they see what she going to see when what the moves that I make going to put food in her mouth, going to put bills paid in our house, going to put our legacy longer? So you got to kind of think. Who has your best interest? Your man's, your manager that you just hired, or your wife that's going to be there until the wheels fall off? That's where I'm coming from with it. Yo, oh, man. My creators. Oh, I was chilling. 
I was chilling. All right. I ain't going to hold We're going to get to the vanilla. Now we're going to finally get to the vanilla. Let's so, get it. real talk. Out of all your influences, right, who's the, who are the ones that were the most potent that you took and implemented within your brand? Take us into that, man. Oh, I know you got man. many, but but if you had like if you had a right, let's say right, I'll make it easy for you. Let's say top three. Who top are the top three. three that were the most potent for you to implement within your brand? Hmm. One gotta be probably Fresh the Clown. Okay. They definitely like we went to the BET Awards. We did a lot. We've done a lot, and they're from Detroit, so that's it's that's, like that's, that's home. Come on, man. That's you him, gotta. That's home. You gotta understand that relationship right um then i can go into somebody like uh uh ao and tao like they iconic you feel me they went from dancing to making hits to Mm -hmm. running the world and taking taking to a whole nother level you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and then you got people that i tapped in like kodak and soldier boy like these guys when you talk about influence, right? Come on, man! Yeah. It's twenty twenty two. Who gets bigger in influence than mm-hmm. those type of guys? It's not too many people who we gonna throw up there. We got people who got clout and who got mm-hmm. fame and who got things going. But when you talk about viral, you talk about influence. Come on, now. We y'all gotta know if y'all don't know. Those is some of the most influential people. That we know of because y'all know their name. I don't have to say it twice. Not a super facts, man. Definitely glad you answered on that. Yeah, man. So, yo, real talk, man. Yo, let's really get into it. You know, definitely also reading with you and researching about you. Definitely about, yo, your influence in, in, um, in, in the community. You yeah. know, with a community figure. And definitely with Detroit. Yes, there's a high praise of, of the legacy and the, and the legendary town it is. But also over the years, it was definitely violence. You know, heavy violence and everything like that. And and over the years, they also did their best to clean it up. Well, whatever have you. Take us into your impact with that. And as well as how has that also um, impacted you, invigorated you with your brand? Take us into that. Yeah, no, to take you into that, it's, it's, it's real simple, to be honest. It's really like we all know the issues because we're living within them. Mm-hmm. And some of us is living within them. and letting it be an institutionalized situation to where they feel it's appropriate and it's accepted Mm. because that's all that they know. But once you travel and you go to different things in different places, I done been in the military, I done been so many different places on this earth that it's like, this ain't really what it was supposed to be. This just kind of the situation we was put in because I was born there Mm. and because that's where my parents was at. But had they been in Beverly Hills, I would have never experienced any of that, so I would never know. And when I see something there and it doesn't make sense to me as an adult, like, why is it so much poverty? Why is the kids moving the way they're moving? Why is the people moving the way they're moving? It make you, if you got any type of heart and any type of sense, say, how do I help the community? How do I help build something up that it wasn't my fault that it was down, but how do I change the narrative of what it is and why it was the way that it was? Because it was set that way from things that they did to implement those systems in place. When you come to poverty and all that, that really doesn't exist. It exists because they put it there for us to feel like this was a struggle or this was this and that and the third, but it really ain't really what it is. It's Mm. really about who's and who is in the community 
that's helping it. Back in the day, you had community watches. Back right. in the day, you had community. Even when you talk about the gangs, the cribs, the blood, these things were set to implement things in the community to help better it. Somewhere it changed to it being gang and violence and shoot them up and all it. That wasn't what it was for. They changed the narrative at some point. But who are we to say it's supposed to stay that way when we know better and we know what it was supposed to be for? Once you know, now you know how to kind of implement your own flavor to it and say, hey, how can I help the community? How can I give back? How can I get things? I might not have it all, but I got something to give, whether it's my time, whether it's some shoes that I ain't wearing, whether it's a coat, whether it's the shirt off my back, because I don't necessarily need it and somebody do need it. And I think that's where a lot of the guys, they're not stepping up to that role because they haven't been taught that. They haven't been taught the mentality to move like that. And I appreciate the military for teaching me things like that because it showed me a different way of living when I had to protect my battle. I might not know him from Adam and Eve, but in this call of duty and when we are on this line, he is my battle. He is my, I got to protect him. And if you use that same mentality in the world, just like you sit next to me, if somebody came in here doing something, I'm supposed to react because I'm standing here with right. you. Right. You feel me? And that's what we're not doing as a community all the time. And I try to be an advocate for people to do that. Like, hey, pick your brother up. Like, yeah, you see he down. Don't throw more stones at him and keep him down. How can you take a stone that was already thrown at him and remove it from his baggage? You feel me? But mm. it's just another type of mentality. And if you got that mentality, you're going to move like that. And it's secondhand nature. I don't have to be told to go do this. The same way I don't have to be told to come to New York and do a run. I know what I need to do. And if I'm going to do it, it's because I know what I'm doing and I know why I'm doing it. I would be just a lost soul trying to just jump in this game. And that's why I went to Atlanta, because I understand what to do, because Atlanta didn't need me. But when I got there, I built a whole artist development community and develop more artists than I can name, put more people on the radio and in different positions with different labels than I can name. And was that my role? No, I came there to be an artist, but I seen the need and I stepped into the plate. Wow. Yo. <laughs> yo, man, and I'm not, la- I'm not laughing at him or anything that I'm mad at you. It's just like, yo, yo, real shit. If that is not, Ascension, my creators. That is the word today. Ascension. <laughs> and that is not mother effing ascension. I don't know what else is. Yo, I I, I don't know what else is. We're definitely near near the end of it. And all, yo, real talk. Yo, take my creators. We're reaching out to you, my creators. Take Let's my creators it. to your top three motivational quotes or advice. My top three. Mm-hmm. Motivational. Give me motivational quotes or advice. I would say one of my top ones is your network is your net worth. Mm. If you don't know what that means, <laughs> you don't belong here. Look I, it up, it research it, it like get here. into it. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Another one is I am my brother's keeper. Ooh. If you don't know what that means, get into it. Like it's just it's self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. And the last one is, it got to be, whew, I got to give y'all some heavy. Um, 
Hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, I think shit, this whole interview. <laughs> what, 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 what's, what's I got to go with this one. No cap. Only God could judge me. Hey. Hey. Like, hey, if you get that quote in itself, bro, you will know, or sis, you will know that the sky is the limit. There is no options of things you can't do. Like, I'm literally in my mind. And I speak it into existence, planning a tour to go to the moon, to do a tour on music on the moon. So if I could think that and I can make it come into existence, Mm -hmm. we're not talking about no tour around my city, a tour around the states, a tour around the world. I'm talking about going to the moon and coming back because niggas will say that, but they don't necessarily mean that. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to the moon and come back on a tour with this Living the Moment song. And then let me tell them or see what they tell me that I can or can't do because people will put things that they can't do onto you saying that you can't do it. It's just because they think that they can't do it. So they're putting that on you. And that's what only God can judge me means because you can't let nobody judge your movements and what you're doing and how you're doing it. You got to go do what you do for you and nobody else matters because at the end of the day, you only get one life. And you only going to live on this planet one time. Now, if you get reincarnated and come back as something different, that's a whole nother world. But I'm talking about the reality of what we is and what we are right now. You got one of these. So your legacy is everything because you got generations that can come and watch and see what you're doing every day that isn't here today. We watch what Martin Luther King did, and he's not here today. You feel me? These are things that I'm talking about. Legacy. I can't even say wow. <laughs> I can't even say wow. I can't even say, yo, wait, I know you in the background. I don't even know what you even want to say. <laughs> um, Deep. This was a chilling. This was a very chilling interview. I really hate to end it. I really do. But, sir, nonetheless, sir. We, we coming know back. about you. No, we can. We coming we can. back. We can. There were many we times. We coming back. You I, know that. Shit, I, I'm going to have to come to Atlanta. Yeah. Back, no, I mean, it's been a minute since I've been to Atlanta. No, real talk. Shout out to Peachtree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout he P- knows Shout out to Peter Street. <laughs> Pizzeria on Peter Street. He been That's around. A That's a club also. You know how to do Yeah. <laughs> but no, nonetheless, we should know about you. I'm reaching out to my creators. We should know about you. Yeah. But let my creatives know right now where to follow you at on everything, platforms, everything, man. Look, it's real simple. On all platforms, I keep it the same. It's NPR underscore Richie, R-I-C-H-E underscore Rich. And just to let y'all in on a small little secret. Small secret. I'm in your grandmother's attic, Mm. in your mother's basement. Mm. And in the back alley with the cats. So I'm outside for real. So I'm not hiding and I'm not hard to find. Just look me up. And if you don't got the internet, I might tether you some internet so you can make sure you can follow us and find us. Mm. Okay. I, yeah. Wait, I know, I know we, ended, we end things on a, on a hype. I can't even end it on a hype. But now, nonetheless, you already know what this is, my creators. This is episode 91. Episode 91. Let's go. Of cut, you know what the cut stand for? Culture, urban, technology, and sports. My creators, you know where to follow me at on Instagram at Remo Marac underscore, as well as with the podcast at cuts c dot u dot t dot s double underscore. Shouts to Groover, Groover always, man. 
yo, artists, send me your tracks. Send me your tracks. I'll give you the feedback. There's, I'm one of the pros that are on Groover.co. C-O, you know what I'm saying? Or click the link in my bio. And on that note, man, my creatives, you know what's up. You know what it is. You know the hashtag. Ah, that's PTC. That's pound that chest. Come on. Let's go. Man. Hey, my creatives, what's going on, man? You know what it is, man. This is Neighborhood Ruger Sprayer, Remo Marac. Nonetheless, man, you just listened to another episode of Cuts. You know what the Cuts stand for? Culture, urban, technology, and sports. Nonetheless, my creatives, if you want more, if you want more episodes, if you want to give feedback, hey, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, hit the email, cutspodcast1 at gmail.com, as well as the Instagram. Hit the Instagram up. At c.u.t.s double underscore. Hey, even if you want to get on my personal Instagram, you know what it is, man. Hit me up at Remo Marac underscore on Instagram as well as on Twitter at Remo Marac. Also, too, if you want to go to my website, hit my website up, Remo Marac.com. And also, too, music creatives. You want to send me your music? Send me your music. I'll give you a great feedback. Also, on Groover.com. You know what's up. You know what it is. The hashtag PTC, that's pounding that chest. Come on, man. Let's get it.